Welcome to Expedient Talks, a special WIT podcast series where we put the spotlight on Expedient Group leaders to talk about all things travel tech, industry trends and changing customer behaviour. My name is Yosu Hoon, founder of WIT, and in this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking to two veterans, veterans, I repeat, of Expedia, Greg Schultz, who's Senior Vice President of Strategic Travel Partners, and Harry Nair, who's Global Senior Vice President and General Manager, Lodging Marketplace. So two perfect individuals to talk about the story of travel. So Harry, it appears that you are the more veteran of the two. Not that I'm saying you're older, but the more veteran of the two. You joined Expedia in 2002 as Director of New York. And I guess back then it was just six years after Expedia was founded. I mean, New York must have felt like his own country then. What, what was it like back then? First and foremost, it's such a delight to be here on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, You know, New York was its own country. And back then in 2002, it was the first time we had just opened up a very small office. And it was not even in New York. It was right across the shores, across the Hudson River in New York City, in in Jersey City. Uh, We used to operate out of Las Vegas. But then as online travel started becoming a little more mainstream, it was important for us to be located in some of the largest hubs, and what better hub than Vegas and then New York? So, when I joined the New York, uh, you know, office out here, and particularly in the Northeast, um, we were we were barely making a dent. I think at that point of time, hotels were trying to, you know, get their arms around online distribution and how does it work? And um, it was an open field. It was all about trying to get hotels onto a platform. You know. Fun, fun days trying to talk about a unique value proposition. We're trying to talk about online distribution, the ability to bring a lot of international travelers into New York City. It was just a whole lot of fun, but it also involved Suhan, a lot of knocking on the doors, pounding the payment, and really spending a lot of time convincing hotels that this is the way to go. Yeah, really pioneering days. I feel like Hari could have told a lot more interesting stories about those early days soon. We'll have to try to get that out of <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Do you think it'd be a bit like 1883, you know, that TV series with the with, with the pioneers going across America and sort of blazing new trails? You know, I, I, I even though when Harry was speaking, I just had that image in my mind. Uh, anyway, Greg, Greg, I... <laughs> Greg, you joined Expedia like three years later to lead its air reporting and analysis practices. Sounds very exciting. Uh, and you were coming from American Airlines right? So at that time, what did air distribution look like back then? It was a, a fascinating time. And, and they were um, frontier days for online travel. The, the OTAs had, had started to really grow. And as Hari said, the, um, the hotels and, and airlines as well were trying to figure out uh, how to work with these new, this new channel. And I was actually sitting in revenue management at, at American Airlines and and was impressed with uh, the analytical approach and the uh, the data that these new companies um, had brought, and and I definitely saw a bigger opportunity. I was excited to to move to Seattle and join Expedia, and uh, was immediately thrust into the fray of the of the airline travel agency battles that had been going on for for years, but. Um, it was a new it was a new um, feeling where airlines were definitely starting to to push for more direct distribution, um, but OTAs were growing very fast, and the customers really 
really appreciated the convenience and the transparencies that OTAs um, had brought. And so I, I enjoyed the excitement of that. And, and I also realized that there were a lot of people like Hari that were hotel experts and just um, had an amazing experience and knowledge and travel. Uh, but I was actually one of the first air people. And um, now, I'm, of course, I'm happy to call myself a hotel person, too. <laughs> but it is. Uh, uh, you are. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying. Sorry, I'm learning from you. So you both really are pioneers, right? You know, and, and actually, it's interesting. Both of you went to the dark side, actually, because, you know, Harry, you came from Oberoi Hotels and then Greg from American Airlines. So both of you went from supplier to an OTA. And was that because you saw that the future would be in OTAs, would be in the intermediary space? Greg, can I take a shot here? To be absolutely honest, Yuhun, it was... So I came to the U.S. in the year 2000 to come to graduate school and I was graduating in 2002, and it was one of the toughest years to graduate because it was right after September 11th. And as I was graduating, there were no jobs to be had because the entire travel industry just caved in, right? Nobody wanted to travel. So what that meant is for students who were graduating out of uh, a hotel school program, there were no jobs to be had. And for me, I was an international student, um, you know, and from an average middle-class family, and I had paid my fees in dollars, so my My principle was that if I paid my fees in dollars, I need to earn in dollars. So going back to India was not an option for me. So I applied. And for me, um, I needed to work for a company that was going to process an international visa for a student. So out of sheer panic, I applied to (laughs) any and every company that was out there, from waste management to revenue (laughs) management to online travel company. And I found a home at Expedia. That's the true story of how I landed up at Expedia. Wow, what a wonderful accident. Right? Yeah, lucky, yes, lucky. Yeah. What a wonderful accident. I mean, you, Harry, you could be like SVP waste management right now, but although that's a huge industry too right now. I, I could have been. Can you imagine? I would have pulled I would have pulled Greg with me even there. And Greg, I mean, so you saw that the dark side, you you know, you saw the light on the dark side. At the time, I, I would say I was just most impressed with the technology and and still am to, to this day. I, I don't think it was as much about uh, this intermediary versus direct. It, it was really just who was investing in technology. And, and this is a time, remember, when the, the Internet was was just really booming and, and there were... Um, just many opportunities uh, that that the airlines themselves weren't able to pursue. So um, it, it was it was incredibly exciting to make that shift. You know, and I just realized that you joined Expedia in 2005, the year that I started with. So you know, so oh, I, wow. so my my sort of observations of online travel are pretty much tracking your your path as well. So interesting, I didn't right. I didn't realize that. So so yeah. now let's let's fast forward to 2023, right? And we're coming. Can you believe we're coming to the end of the year and we're going to go into 2024 crazy. soon? I mean, it's crazy, crazy. right? Uh, but many people, well, at least I am, you know, as the journalist, you know how we like to dramatize dramatize things but you know we are calling this like a really pivotal moment in travel right because we we've just come out of the most dislocative event in the world and 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 travel and then right into travel resurgence and then into the age of generative ai so what are both your thoughts about this moment in travel like what should we be thinking about harry let's start with you 
He's starting with me. Yes. Um, you know, this is a, it is really a transformative phase. And I, I really think that we are just about at the beginning. Although I will also say at the same time that we are very fortunate on the Expedia side because we consider ourselves, um, you know, sitting on an amazing travel tech platform. And at the same time, we sit on a whole lot of data. So when we're talking about AI, it's it's really not new to us, but it is it is wonderful that we are able to um, do a lot of innovative, I would say, experimentation on our app and so on. And I'll give you a few examples. But before I actually do that, um, since you've called Greg and me veterans, the <clears throat> it is it has been fascinating for us as we looked at the transformation of Expedia. Like we ourselves have gone through phases of confusion. You know, when I first joined, it was whether Expedia is a travel company or a tech company, right? What are you? And we thought that we are a travel company and we had a core competence in technology. And probably in the in the years 2008 to 2015, if you asked us travel or tech, we would just say yes. But today we are very, very clear, right? And it allows us to make really good investment decisions. We are a tech company and we are passionate about the world of travel. I mean, we could choose to sell shoes or jewelry, but we choose to sell travel. So with that in mind, the last couple of years has been pretty transformative in a tech platform and then data and analytics. And I think that comes up in a multitude of ways. Um, one is purely from a, from a planning standpoint and planning from an AI standpoint has just become, um, to some extent has become very complicated. Right, but I think if you look at Expedia being one of the front runners of introducing ChatGPT in an entirely self-contained ecosystem, I was just trying to uh, travel to Las Vegas uh, about six weeks ago, and I didn't have to go to Google and figure out as to what is it that I wanted to do. I could be right there in the Expedia ChatGPT app. I could say, I have one free day, Expedia. What do you recommend that I do on that one free day? And it gave me a whole list of options. I could ask for which are the hotels in Vegas that I've got interconnecting rooms if I'm a family member. So planning has become simple. Shopping has always been the core of what we did simply because of the search results and pages and pages and therefore personalization uh, kind of became became core. I will, I will have Greg talk about a few other elements like booking and post-booking and the things that we do there. But what I would also say there are two other really good use cases for us. Most of the things we're talking about is how is it going to impact the traveler? But there are two other really important pieces for us. One is are there ways in which we can use AI to help our partners, right? We have tens and thousands of hotels who come to our Expedia portal on a daily basis. And there are so many actions they need to take so that they can maximize on our portal. So we're also using some of these learnings using ML and AI to tell the hotels as to here, is, here are the actions you need to take that is going to drive the most profitable growth for you, whether it is loading a promotion or whether it is giving us availability or whether it is about merchandising and offer they have, whatever the case may be. And finally, I will end with there are enormous implications for even our team in our case, we are, we are talking about a very large team dispersed across the globe who speak with about 800,000 hotels. And I think really when it comes down to it, if we have only one phone call to make, who am I going to call and what am I going to talk to them about? And that entire thing is powered by an internal 
kind of AI mechanism. So there are some really interesting implications for the traveler, for the partner or the supplier, as the case may be, and for our internal team members. Right. That is what makes this exciting. You answered it very extensively. And I just want to, you know, quote Peter Kern, I think, in the last earnings call where he said, you know, that you've you've now done the heavy lifting, you've done the tech work, and now it is really time to kind of reap the rewards of that, you know. And so I'm 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 gonna ask Greg specifically to the humans in travel right now is like, you know, given that all the investments you've made in tech and yes, you can you can now help travel uh travelers plan better, book better, your partners sell better, you know, and grow better and also your employees, you know, to adapt better. How, how do you feel like humans should rise to the occasion at this moment in time? Well, it's it's a terrific question. And, and I think the uh, the Web and Travel Conference um, handled this this topic really well. It was uh, it was fascinating to hear the different perspectives and travel uh, depends on tech and, and at Expedia Tech and and especially AI and machine learning are in our DNA. And as I said, that it's been like that from the start, really. I, I was hired as, let's see, uh, I think director of analytics. And really, in many ways, my mission was the same then as, as it is now. And that's to use data to make better decisions. And of course, how that happens is much more complex now. And, and it requires um, a, a understanding of the computing power and the data models and everything that, that's uh, developed over the years. Also, we're, we're no longer calling people like me analysts. It's like data <laughs> scientists or, or machine learning expert, and they get paid a lot more. But at its core, it's the same concept. It's how do you use data to make uh, decisions? And um, I, I would say not many travel companies, not many travel tech companies can integrate with the advanced AI and technologies like ChatGPT um, as fast as we have or um, you know, because we have the technology platform, as, as Hari mentioned. But it also requires really smart people. And we have um, hundreds of data scientists. We have thousands of, of engineers. And, uh, and even those of us who don't call ourselves engineers have uh, really worked hard to, to keep up with the, the incredibly exciting technology. 800 billion AI predictions processed on our platform. Wow. That is a big number. So so humans humans have to really get better and better and smarter at reading this data, right? You know, since it's coming at us at so fast and furious, it has to get better at reading this data and then turning them into smart decisions. And prioritizing. I, that, that is a lot of what Hari and I spend our time doing because... Technology can take you down many different paths, and it can uh, it can lead to a lot of different insights. Uh, but where are you going to focus that? What problems are you trying to solve? Right. So it's about asking the right question first, right? It's like what's what's the outcome that you want to get to before you dive into the data. Otherwise, you're going to end up in a rabbit warren. Exactly. So we've covered sort of the exciting things that's happening sort of top level in travel tech, you know, and so let's let's look at both your uh, verticals, even though, Greg, you, you also cover hotels now. But Harry, I mean, looking after the lodging marketplace, right, like that, that, that area has completely transformed, you know, you've seen the rise of, uh, you know, alternative 
uh, accommodation, short-term rental. So, so has that been the biggest change, you, you believe, in the accommodation line, landscape in the past decade? It definitely has been one of them. I think it is, I would say it is almost like a big boy on the table. And I think COVID certainly <clears throat> showed that alternate accommodation, actually it's no longer an alternate accommodation, it has become almost mainstream. Mm. But if I think about the largest, some of the biggest changes that I see, um, it, I, can, I can put them in a few, uh, you know, two or three buckets. I think bucket number one really starts with choice and giving choice to travelers. I think it's become a lot more complicated today, where a couple of years ago, the entire notion was, hey, the more the more we provide, the better it is going to be. The more options we give travelers, the better it is going to be. And let them, you know, go through this streams and oceans of, you know, worth of data, and they can figure out what's best for them. But I think travelers are trying to tell us that more is not always good. You, as a travel provider, need to make it easy for me to make the decision that allows me to make the right decision for the trip that I have in mind. So I think personalization has certainly taken a very, very key role. And I think that we are we are okay at it. I mean, both um, you know, as a, as, as a hospitality industry. So I think that's one that comes to mind. The second one that comes to mind is the alternative accommodation that you that you very briefly spoke about. And I think it is. It is. Um, I think it's an interesting, I would say, journey and transformation and a blend that we are that we are going through. But what we are also seeing in our data now is urban travel is back. You know, during the COVID days, people going and running off to the mountains or to the beaches <laughs> to get away from people is no longer true. Urban travel is back and it's back in a big way, which is a really good news for cities. The third thing that comes to my mind is just traveler experiences. I think travelers are very, very picky these days. They only want to opt for travel providers who provide great travel experiences. And I honestly, from a travel standpoint, there are so many things that need to go right for your travel to be an amazing travel experience because the points of failure and the choke points are far too, far too many, right? So any travel provider who's going to do their bit is, is really becoming front and center. And we are taking that pretty seriously on the Expedia side, particularly because we are facilitators of the transaction. And fourth is, um, you know, Greg has talked about it and data is king. I think the, the hospitality industry and the lodging partners have also done a really good job in really mining data in a way that it can be used appropriately. So those are the four big transformations I see. There is, a, there is just choice for travelers and personalization creating amazing traveler experiences, alternate accommodation as mainstream and not alternate anymore, and then data and insights that allows me to make better decisions for my business. Yeah, I mean, I think as a as a traveler myself, I think the pandemic made everyone realize really how precious travel is, right? And therefore, you know, it's made us actually more demanding and raise our expectations of travel, you know, that when we and we have to pay so much to travel these days so that when we do it, really everything has to be fantastic, right? You know, not in the old days where 
we kind of took it for granted. So, so Greg, you know, I've just returned from from Seoul where we had with Seoul, and there was a lot of talk about airlines. You know, given the the pending merger of Asiana and Korean Air, and Korean Air now saying that they're going to be launching NDC uh, by the second half of 2024. So that moment has come for the South Korean market. So you know, air has a lot of stuff happening in air, as you very. Sh- ably shared in your presentation at WIT Singapore. You know, I read a report from T2RL that the share of airline direct sales now comprise 61% of global passengers boarded last year. And that's the highest airline direct share documented by the firm in 15 years of study. So what can we read into that number and how is Expedia, you know, you're big on flights. How are you responding to the changes in air retailing? Yes, and... We are big in flights, and that business is is doing well. Um, and it is more complicated now than, than it ever has been. Um, and and I'd, I'd answer your your question in two parts. First, you have to look at how we are improving the traveler experience, um, and then secondly, we can look at those industry shifts and in distribution that you mentioned, um, because there have been some major shifts in in both. So. On the traveler experience, we've, we've really spent the last few years focused on this, especially coming out of COVID. Um, Hari mentioned choice, and uh, it is all about choice, but we need to help travelers make informed choices. And I think that's especially true on flights. And we are and truly the best in presenting airline fare options across every airline. And, and that's something that you just don't get on the uh, airline direct site. Um, customers need to know what they are buying, and uh, we present that in a way that helps them make that informed choice and, and have the tools that they have come to expect from, from Expedia price tracking, uh, cancellations, changes, that sort of thing. Um, but we've also are, are working hard to help airline our airline partners uh, do more to reach these passengers and to to present their, their flights in new ways um, and to uh, offer new offer information and more detailed uh, descriptions of what their flight offers and, and including through our advertising solutions, which perform really well. And um, so that's the traveler experience. And then secondly, on the technology, it has changed. And uh, as as I mentioned it with Singapore, it, this is Direct Connect has been a discussion for at least since I started at Expedia in 2005. It's, it's been a topic of, of, you know, one sort or another. And in the end, I would say travelers really just want the best choice when they're looking at flights. They don't necessarily care how we source those flights. And there are definitely some benefits to NDC-enabled connections, and Expedia is the largest NDC distributor in the world. Uh, but we also really value our partnerships with the GDS and um, have a great r- relationship and, and do a huge number of bookings through Amadeus. So that technology important for us, less important for the travelers, but um, but more about how we present that. And then finally, I, I would I would just add on, um, direct bookings have grown, and that's also one of the reasons why we invest so heavily in our B2B business. And we, we actually help airlines sell hotels and do car rentals, and, um, and we provide that technology and the marketing expertise. And so as the airline direct bookings have grown, uh, we've helped them grow their ancillary revenue as well, which is really a win-win. 
Yeah, I mean, B2B has been really the breakout story the last couple of years, you know, and, and through the pandemic as well. So so it was definitely a painful time during the pandemic, even though, you know, now when we look back and we go, did that really happen? Was that a, was that a dream, you know, that we all that we all lived through, right? But, you know, Expedia went through a restructure, job cuts. You're both still there, you know, having even bigger roles. Um, how do you feel about being part of the original team that built Expedia? Do you remember the series, Are You the Last? Last of us, you know. How do you, how do you both feel about being part of the original team? Uh, I mean, not nearly as dramatic as that uh, as that series, <laughs> but um, sometimes it does it does feel like uh, quite a uh, a track. And um, I, I think in the end, I, I, Hari and I both love this company and, and have a great appreciation for the impact that we as a company and we as leaders have had on, on travelers and our partners and, and our employees. And um, I always want to work for a company that's focused on doing good for all. We work in an industry that's uh, all about connecting people and helping people discover new places. And so what a great mission that is. And, um, and, and this is a company that has, has uh, led the way in not just technology and, and growing travel industry, but really doing good for uh, travelers, for employees, and for our partners. It's just been an incredible place to be for these 18 years for me. Now, Harry, I was going to ask you to follow on and say, you know, what, what's your biggest message to the new generation coming into the ranks now? Like, you know, what is what is Uncle Harry saying to the troops here? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Harry, there you go. Well, I have, I have a fair amount of, you know, messages. But the biggest one that comes to my mind is... I think the younger generation should not be afraid to roll up their sleeves and get into the trenches because that's where you learn. I think one of the reasons why, you know, I'm a, I'm a hotelier at heart and came from hotel operations. And we tend to see it even in our kind of workplace, right? The difference between good to great is somebody who is able to gain street credibility when you connect with a when you connect with a partner. And that really comes from just this innate hunger wanting to understand the ins and outs of the lodging business. So I think that is the that is a big message I have to generations, regardless of whether they're coming to travel or something else, is get into the trenches with the team and you know get behind the scene. And I think that will pay them dividends in the long run. Right. So it's not just about sitting behind the machine and crunching the data and reading the data, but really getting out there and meeting people and shaking hands. And, and as you say, you know, roll up your sleeves and, and getting the the work done, you know. Yeah, so, so talking about that, you know, there is a whole generation of startups who are rolling up their sleeves and digging in and, and, and trying to disrupt uh, giants like you. So what would be your biggest message to this upstart startups, Greg? I go to you for that. Well, I, I always enjoy uh, seeing entrepreneurs in this industry and, and um, I think it's incredibly important and and. Uh, to have a strong ecosystem of with companies of all sizes and and in all places and and that will always lead to more innovation and Expedia we've done uh, quite a bit to help those startups and and to invest in in this segment we have the the open world accelerator that supports um, small businesses and and uh, actually provides not just financial support uh, but actually experts people on our teams are working side by side with uh with the leaders of these startups to um to help them learn specific uh 
travel specific skills about marketing or technology or or commercials. So it's um it, it's always it's always encouraging for us to to work with startups. Yeah, you know, I was at um, Explore many, many years ago. I think one of the very first Explores in that exciting city of Las Vegas, right? And and I, I recall Dara, the former CEO of Expedia, saying uh, online travel is a game of inches and you have to fight for every inch. You know, that, that quote just kind of stuck with me. So, Harry, like what inches have Expedia fought for that has made it stronger today? I mean, there are, a, there are a few, and I think we can lean into our, our history out here. Um, some of it is, you know, just trying to extend our technology platform to other companies who probably are not as invested in tech. I mean, really good brands, but they have used Expedia's platform, uh, you know, to power their own. And I think that that shows and goes to, gives credit to the Expedia platform and the work that we've done behind that. And that allowed us to then form a really good, a very thriving B2B business, um, which we have today. That led to other innovations when it came to wholesale and optimized distribution and so on. We are also um, a, a company that is a house of brands, right? We went through a series of acquisitions in the 2015 to 2017 timeframe that allowed us to you know, gain a fair amount of travelers in many, many corners of the world. And that made us pretty good at technology migrations and kind of so on. So I think I think it's been, and, and the third one I will say, which is really a fight is we beginning about 18 months ago, we are truly standing for traveler experiences. We are tired of travelers being discriminated against depending upon what channel they are using to book. Um, you have a fair amount of hospitality providers who give travelers great experiences, no matter what channel they are using. You chose my hotel, I'm going to take care of you. But there's an equal number of partners who actually discriminate. And um, we are not going to stand up for that anymore. So we are devising our own marketplace design and construct that is actually going to reward partners who take care of travelers and um, I would say take actions against those that don't. Yeah, so you're drawing the line in the sand in a way. So, so Greg, you know, what other inches are, is Expedia fighting for? Right, we ready to move, you know, to move travel to where you desire it to be. What other inches? I like what Hari said about traveler experience, and and um, if if there ever was a, a period that felt like we were just moving inches, that was COVID, and uh, we. We worked really hard to um, address the the just incredible amount of um, complex customer issues that that we went through during that time, and and uh, not just trying to work through a queue, but but we actually built uh, technology and built processes and and built partnerships and worked with our our supply partners in a way that allows us to build on that and continue to to really improve that customer experience. That that is, as Hari said, a, a huge uh, focus for us. Um, and, and you look around and you, you realize that not everybody's doing that and, and not mm-hmm. everyone is is focused on on that. And in fact, I would say there are bad actors out there uh, who who are just pushing uh, for, and, and in fact, sometimes misleading um, on, on price and not actually delivering the experience that, that customers uh, deserve in travel. 
Well, maybe this moment will sort out, you know, the the bad actors from the good ones, right? As travelers themselves become much more demanding and also more knowledgeable and, you know, have higher expectations of travel, maybe that will sort itself out. I think so. It's it's like what you said. Um, we have higher expectations. And ultimately, this is a experiential industry. And um, so we, we are absolutely committed to that. Yeah. And, and specific to Asia Pacific, I can't believe we've had this conversation without talking about Asia Pacific. I'm, I'm sitting in Singapore speaking to Greg in Ohio and, uh, and Harry in New York. But specific to Asia Pacific, I mean, uh, both of you have knowledge of the region, you have experience. What will be the one thing that you will be doing in 2024 to, you know, to, I don't know, to regain, I won't say regain because you're going to say, I never lost it, uh, but to really, you know, put your put your stake in the ground in APEC. So, Greg, let's start with you. Yeah, well, both of us lived in Asia, Hari, obviously, yeah. uh, longer than me, but have, we both have a, a great appreciation for for. Um, for Asia, I would say, but also for the complexity of the region, uh, understanding that there's no no one Asia and and no one strategy to to really um, and one business strategy for Asia. So the uh, the commitment that I'm 100 percent making for 2024 is just spending more time back in the region. And I, I, I mentioned to you the other day, soon I'll be there in January. I'm I'm. Uh, a big believer, Hari and I are both a believer in the importance of um, that face-to-face connection that you have with people, but also the experience of, of a place. Um, it's it's impossible, really, to manage any region uh, without actually spending time there. Right. So getting getting out here more often, Greg, we look forward to seeing you more here. Harry, what about you? Are we going to be seeing more of you? I was in New Zealand. My first visit to New Zealand, as a matter of fact, earlier this year, that just completely opened my eyes and then followed by Australia. So I've done I've done an, a quick Asia tour and it's time to it's time to come back. But two things you can expect. Um, and oh, and of course, India. I am Indian and I was in India. And it was my first business trip as an Expedian in 21 years. Can you believe it? Oh, my goodness. But, uh, it was my first official business trip. I've made a lot of trips to India, but I always spend time in the office. But this was this is official. I had to speak at a conference. But that aside, I don't want to digress. I think you can expect two things, you know, if I wear an Expedia hat. One is we have a really strong and fast-growing B2B business in Asia, right? We tend to power uh, through, our, uh, through our white label and private label partnerships a ton of businesses, airlines, hotel companies, and so on. And I think so that's a big commitment for us to continue to grow that. And underneath that, I think there's a lot of, you know, rate misuse. And our commitment as a company, not just for Asia, but just globally, is to reduce the amount of rate misuse uh, and rate proliferation that is happening around. So that's kind of one. And second is our other commitment is how can we find ways to send Americans to other parts of the world? And now that Asia is back up and running and in full glory, there's a lot of um, tourism organizations out there from Korea to Australia and everything in between. We have a really robust media solutions team. And one of our commitments is, again, to try and figure out as to how can we send more Europeans and Americans 
to parts of Asia so that they can go and explore and enjoy it. So those are our two commitments from a business standpoint. Well, that's definitely something for us to look forward to. And, you know, it's, as we said at the beginning, it's hard to believe that we're nearly at the end of 2023, right? You know, and so this, use one word to describe 2023, Greg. Hmm. Hopeful. Hmm. Shall I elaborate? Yeah, <laughs> why not? Hopeful. <laughs> I was actually sitting here hopeful that you would elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm glad you asked. Um, you know, it, it, just coming off of uh, those couple of years and and even even 22, 21, we, we had restrictions and concerns. And uh, just 23, um, I, I've spent the year traveling, going to live concerts and enjoying big groups of, of of people together laughing and and screaming and and uh it's just what makes life rich it's what makes travel work and um and so it was it was for us a hopeful year a lot of work and um and like you said it's hard to believe we're here at the end but uh we go into 24 strong i would say I'm going to cheat. There are there are two words come come to my mind, and they're trust you, Harry. On, <laughs> yes, I know. You, you see, I'm a rogue, right? On one end, it was it was satisfying. It was satisfying because you know all, all the regions came back. Um, uh, you know, travel was humming. Uh, hotels are back. Vacation rental is back, and so on. So it's pretty satisfying. I have to say, it was a little agonizing as well. I mean, one can't quite overlook the various events that are happening in, in, in parts of the world, uh, whether it is, you know, the fires in Maui that pretty pretty much devastated the island to what is happening in the Middle East. And I think, and these are where, and I speak about this because this is also where we actually have team members on the ground. We have Expedia personnel on the ground. So on one end, the year was satisfying, but is equally agonizing in certain pockets. And I just wanted to maintain that balance. Let's talk about the trip that you want to take next year to add to your memory bank, because I know you two did a lot of travels this year. But next year, what's the one trip? Greg, you have one in mind? Uh, Hari will definitely one-up me on this one because he takes amazing, he does amazing trips. And uh, both of us uh, enjoy traveling with our families. I did a few great trips this year with, um, with, I didn't, trips individually with each of my uh, kids and, and with my wife. But um, next year, I'm actually taking my parents to Normandy. And um, my oh. grandfather was um, was in the U.S. Army and was part of the D-Day invasion. And, and so and my dad was in the U.S. Army for a long time. So I'm really uh, and he I've never been there. He's never been there. So I'm really excited to take my um, my dad to Normandy. It will be a very special emotional experience. And I read your 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 dad's book. Right. Yeah, right. on his yeah. days in the in the I in the that, army. Ah, yeah, wonderful. I think this will be a, a special one yeah. for the memory bank. Wonderful, Harry. How are you going to top that? I I can. I, <laughs> well, the idea out here is not to top each other, but do what <laughs> brings you joy. So, for me, um, you know, my 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 favorite travel partner is my son. Uh, we travel a lot together, and we use that as a way to bond. This year, we were in Namibia together. And I think we'd like to go back to Africa. Uh, Israel was very high on our list, but we're just going to wait for the tensions to calm down we will, before we consider it. Um, so Botswana and Zimbabwe is what is, it's what's on the list. 
uh, we actually travel by themes. And one of our themes is uh, traveling the greatest rivers of the world. And the Zambezi in in Africa is uh, is a pretty renowned kind of river. So Botswana and Zimbabwe is what's on the next, what's on the list. Wonderful. So Harry, can I invite you then to come to our first, very first Wit Africa in Cape Town on March 14th to 15th? And maybe you can then go down the Zambezi while you're there. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Cape Town. You know, I had never been to Cape Town, but there you went go. for the first time. There you go. And Greg, I issue an invitation to you as well. So, you know, Greg, Harry, thank you for that brilliant conversation. Thoroughly enjoyed, you know, going down the river and learning about travel through both your eyes, through both the eyes of, of veterans and who are so dedicated and committed and, and mostly so passionate about travel yourself, you know, like your true travelers so and true discoverers. It's been a pleasure speaking with both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It was fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to Expedia Talks, a special WIT podcast series. And by the way, if you're interested in watching Greg's talk on the flight revolution at WIT Singapore, go to our website, webintravel.com and find it on our YouTube channel. Thank you and stay tuned for the next episode of Expedia Talks.